Music Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. What's going on, Freak Nation? Big couple of hours for motorsports for you. Coming from the Lucas Oil Studios, Crasher, Batman, Richard C. Suave. We're all here, man. If it's, if you're any kind of a fiend for motorsports, this was your weekend, man. Outside of a little Supercross, we had motocross, Crasher. But my goodness. Everything going on. It and was... everything being tested by Mother Nature as well. So, yeah. You want diversity in motorsports? You had it this weekend. Uh, so, we will feature some of those Rock and Roll Motorsports. Coming up in about 12 minutes, Joseph Newgarden. Th- there were dudes out there showing the size of their huevos. And for Joseph Newgarden, he showed the biggest, and he got himself a win. He's three points behind Will Power, teammate Will Power, Roger Penske, going into Portland and going into Laguna Seca. Three points. Three points, stat man. I'll one-up you on that. Okay. So we have three points, three points with, yep. yes, Joseph Newgarden is three, wait, behind willpower or ahead of willpower? Behind willpower. Okay, okay. And that's with two rounds to go. Yep. Let's go to motocross. You just referenced that. Mm-hmm. One point separates Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton for Holy the title smokes. with two rounds to go. Take your pick. Uh, arguably the two most exciting yeah. motorsports series in the United States right now. Both of them coming down to two rounds to go. Less than five points separate the potential champion in each. Joseph Newgarden wow. coming up in 12 minutes. Statman, when was the last time you saw Supercross coming down to the last two races yeah. for the champion? Wow. Just one point, really? I was mm-hmm. thinking those three points in IndyCar will be decided on the first turn at uh, Portland. Oh, God. Don't... <laughs> Please don't. That was what, Portland two years ago? Three, yeah. Oh, no, we don't need that again. Or was that a Nashville flashback or Nashville? Uh-huh. If, they do, if they run Nashville like they did the last two years, they deserve whatever happens. Oh. Joseph Newgarden <laughs> coming up. Also this hour, Bob Tasca III, NHRA funny car pilot. Going to ask him, man. Is he peaking too early or peaking at the right time? Three out of the last four funny car races, he's won. Uh, Deep into the hunt for a championship. Bob Tasca, who has never won an NHRA funny car championship. Tell me that I'm wrong. No, he hasn't. Anybody? No, he has not won a championship. But he is obviously, let's see, three wins out of the last four races. We are right down to the playoffs. So, yeah. Fields on notice because of him. Richard C. Suave, did you pay attention to that IndyCar race last night, bud? Of course I did. It was it was a really good finish. And here's the thing. I was 100% rooting for uh, another American guy, David Malukas, the rookie. He was ch- he was chasing Joseph Newgarden down. If that race was five laps longer, <laughs> you would have had a first-time winner in the IndyCar series, and he just ran out of time. So Kenny was in the pits for most of the end of that race. I was in the media center. Kenny comes in after victory lane and sits down to his computer to download some photos. And he goes, David Malukas is trending. And I'm like, well, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he's trending because he was kind of a badass out there for the last 20 laps. Yes. 
He's so badass, he's going to be joining us at 12 past the hour next hour. 8-12 Pacific, 11-12 Eastern, David Malukas, or Davidus Malukas here in the Peak Nation. We're going to show you some love next hour. Jesse Love, who flag to flag on those general tires, Springfield on the dirt. You saw it on Mav TV, winning that ARCA series on dirt. The only person that saw anything was Jesse Love. I mean, even us watching on TV, on Mav TV, it was nothing but dirt rooster tails. <laughs> it was crazy conditions. Statman, does that dirt remind you some of your days back in rally back in the 50s? Yeah, I was so far back in the field. I was running a different rally than most of the people. But yeah, there was dirt everywhere. <laughs> So Jesse Love coming up, but again, uh, this hour it's it's great to get Joseph Newgarden back at the Freak Nation. I mean, Statman's been one of those guys has been he's been hard on Joseph Newgarden and his lack of personality and you know pat answers. The guy's changed his tune a little bit. He's he's getting there, and we ask him about mm-hmm. it, man. And he mm-hmm. he comes really. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, when we had him on from Texas Motor Speedway after that win, he got he was pretty fun showing off his five hundred dollars that Penske had just given him. And then he just even goes beyond that in this interview. He's Bus Brothers has brought the personality out of him. Well, yeah, don't don't bust it out there. There's one driver that he credits bringing it out of him. I'm going to resume with some of Phil. Let's get some crash guidance, bit news, and notes here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Crash Gladys, hit news and notes. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you, affiliates, for being a part of this big thing that we call Speed Freaks, the Freak Nation, from Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up in six minutes, his name is Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series winner, running for another championship. He'll be joining us here at the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys, hit news and notes, brought to you by good friends at General Tire. GeneralTire.com, a great website to check out the tires for your ride. Sports car, truck, SUV, minivan. Right. General Tires got them. You go get them, GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. It was an incredibly diverse weekend of racing. Series on different tracks, different surfaces, throw Mother, Mother Nature into the mix, and it's just all strange wackiness. First was motocross in Maryland, Bud's Creek. Chase Sexton coming into the weekend just three points ahead in the 450 title hunt. But he crashed in the first moto and then got caught up on the next lap with other riders' melee. Jeez. Insane. Sexton salvaged a seventh in that first moto, but second in points, Eli Tomac was the one who went on to the win. Unbelievable. Sexton and Tomac were both pushing pretty hard in the second moto, but neither one of them had great starts. So then later on in the race, Sexton was battling for the lead. He crashed again. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. However, he did remount in third, and Sexton went on for the win there, Tomac finishing fifth in the second moto. The best rider of the day was Jason Anderson with two seconds on the afternoon with his first and, excuse me, no, two seconds on the day with his, so he gets the overall win. Tomac then ended up second overall in the day with his first and fifth finishes. Now he is atop the points by just one digit with two rounds to go. It's just insanity. In the 250s, RJ Hampshire became the third overall winner on the season. Jet Lawrence, however, with a commanding lead in the title chase. IndyCar commanded Saturday night, moving to an earlier start to beat the rain. In the end, it was Joseph Newgarden. Matt Brabham was your Indy Lights winner. Salvador de Alba winning in the Road to Indy race. Sunday was all NHRA in Minnesota. ARCA on dirt in Illinois. And NASCAR on the 
on the road course in Watkins Glen. Kyle Larson, your man in NASCAR. Bob Casca the third in Funny Car for NHRA. Pete Torrance for Top Fuel in NHRA. And then Jesse Love, who we're going to talk to next hour on the dirt in Arcot. I like that she's dropping the name Brabham out there for the Indy Lights theme. He's he's the son of one of the he's the son of David. David. No, no, he's the son of George. He's, he's not the son of the badass in IMSA. He's not. His granddad, of oh, course, wait, was wait. was Formula One champion. But he's anyway. He's not related to David. Bra- but the name David Brabham, he's Statman. And what do people know Matt Brabham for right now? Besides Indy Lights, he's a truck company. There you go. Speed Freaks with Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thank you. 
information, lucasoil.com. Check it out for plenty of products to keep your rides. Rides, motorcycle, boat, sports car, big old F-150 uh, to keep them fat and happy. Inside your engine, outside your engine. Right now, you can check out a plethora of products to keep your car fat and happy on the exterior. Lucas Oil Tire and Trim Shine, Lucas Oil Slick Mist, Speed Wax. Go to lucasoil.com. Stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent here in the Freak Nation. Richard C. Suave, where the hell is he? He was up there. Where are you, where are you Richard? <laughs> you need to bring him up. There you go. <laughs> did I kick Did I kick you off, Skipjack? No, my fault. My yeah. fault. Got it. Yeah. He's hey. like, I'm done with you guys. I'm done with you freaks. <laughs> so quit <laughs> mid-show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stat man, your uh, everlasting breath. Uh, may have been that Joseph Newgarden uh, has a pretty vanilla, mundane personality. Uh, I get I get kind of fired up here. Uh, look, look, you want to race? You can you can dig it out of the dirt for anybody, right? Uh, but Statman, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, with uh, with this this guy that's three points behind his teammate, Will Power, bud. I'm waiting for a comment. Oh, I thought you were going to the tape. <laughs> I needed some smart ass remark like, yeah, try me or yeah, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I thought you were going to the tape. That was a perfect lead into the tape. Right? The tape. I like that reference too. Yeah. Yeah. Let, well, yeah. Let, let's let's go to the tape, right? Let's go to the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Roll it. Guard, we've had you in some small closets before. Uh, this is, a, again, another small closet. Regardless, it means you won the damn race. Have they teched your car yet? Because after that pit stop, Broham, it was like nitro fuel was put in your car. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, how did you do that from, what, seven spots up and then bam, oh, no the problem restart. working it to the front? Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a bit processional the first start of the race, right? Yep. Like the first 150 laps. I was blown away. Everybody went to fuel safe. They were like, we're going to three stop this race. So it was, everyone was hitting a huge fuel number. No one wanted to go anywhere. And so when that yellow came out, of, I think it was 150, 155, whenever it was, we flipped. We go, we're not going to save fuel. Most of them stayed out and we're, we're going to, we're going to get rid of the fuel saving, get new tires and then see what we can do. And we turned the car up and it was a rocket ship. I mean, I felt like it was all night, but I was handicapped by just having to, you know, having to save the fuel. So they were holding me back, holding me back. And then when they finally let me go, I was like, okay, the car is, the car is excellent. So that's what you saw. It was just a great race car underneath me. So were you the only one that pulled it out of fuel safe and said, screw this? We've, we've got a race to win the, due to weather and so forth. It, it was Scotty too, Scotty Mack, you know, my teammate. Um, he did it as well. He was maybe a little more uh, methodical uh. in the way he came, which <laughs> in hindsight, maybe I could have been more methodical, but I wanted to go. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how well people were going to get through these, these, these cars that were in front of us. So I thought, you know what, the faster, the better. Um, but Scott did the same thing. I thought he had a, a really tremendous race. You know, I, I also thought the race was slipping away from us there. You know, that final pit stop. You know, we we just we got caught out coming in behind another competitor and then Scott slipped by us, you know, and he beat us in the exchange. Um, and, you know, I was pretty disappointed, but I'm like, we got to get by him somehow. And so when the when the rain started to hit, I was disappointed. But then I was excited because I when it was clearing up, I go, I'm going to have a restart. I'm going to have an opportunity to go back at him. Um, and we had just enough. He drove me great. I mean, he's 
he's an amazing teammate and he's an amazing driver. I put him up there as one of the most elite guys in the world. So I, I'm glad to have him as a teammate, um, but he's hard to beat, you know, and, and when we're running together and we're competing, it's difficult because we get along so well, but it's a good thing because it means we're, you know, up front trying to win the race. It's reminding me of Scott Dixon, Dario Franchitti back in the day, or, or Dario Franchitti and Brian Herta, or just some of those guys, the way that they used to just have so much fun off track, but then on track, massive respect for each other too. But yeah, they would say the same thing of, it kind of sucks when you're side by side, but it's your best friend, so you know everything's okay. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a good, bad situation. I would agree. I think it's very similar to that. I think you've always had that spirit in IndyCar. Mm -hmm. It's very unique. You know, I've never found another motorsports series where... People are going to they're going to race as hard as possible. I mean, Scott does not give me an inch. You know, he's not giving me anything. He didn't want to lose the race tonight, even on that restart. You know, he tried to pull away as best as possible and hold me back. Um, and that's what you want. I don't want to mm -hmm. I'm not going to give my teammate anything and vice versa. But when we get off the track, you know, we can leave what's on the track on the track. And there's just a tremendous amount of respect in this series that all the drivers have uh, for the most part. Um, <laughs> and you have a lot of friendships and, you know, it, it, they're tough friendships to have because, when you race at this level, you know, we're all here to win. Mm -hmm. I want to be the best. Scott wants to be the best. You know, David Malukas wants to be the best. So it's, it's nice to have that respect and that friendship, but it can, it can be tough. You're torn. You know, when you're on the track, I'm, I want to beat him just as much as anybody else. And, you know, I wouldn't expect anything different. Okay. So that's the racing side of things. How did bus brothers really come together? And seriously, how much fun is that? Uh, bus Brothers has been great. Um, Scott is, is, very funny to me too. He's got amazing one-liners. Uh, I love that guy. Um, and you know, we were talking about it. We got along so well in the beginning of our relationship here as teammates that we're like, we should share this, you know, we should do a little video series. We'll go see people. Um, we'll show them a little bit more than just the buttoned up Penske folks. Cause that's kind of right. how people think of us, right? You know, yes. the, the, the starch, uh, starch shirts and all that. And, you know, look, we are Penske. Um, we like to do things right. You know, and we like to represent our partners as best as possible. But there's another side to us. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, we want to show people the personal side of Scott and Joseph. And that's what you get on Bus Bros. So we, we have a little bit of fun on our weekends. And then 95% of it needs to be serious, though, which is, is what you see on track. Yeah, yeah. But Bus Brothers takes that 5% and then personifies it and puts it out to the social media world. But what I've noticed you as well, has it been getting married? Has it been having a baby? Has it been Bus Brothers? You've also become a different person, in my opinion, over the last couple of years. And that's been a fun evolution to follow. It's probably been down to Scott. You know, Scott's not what? scared. Come to, on. I'm telling you, he's not scared to be Scott. And yeah. I love that. You know, he we're at Penske and obviously, you know, we want to represent ourselves as best as possible. You know, we you know, we feel like we get to represent the best uh, in the business. And and so we we honor that. But but Scott is not scared to be himself as well. And he's probably brought out a little bit more of me. Uh, I think Bus Bros certainly has has given a, you know, a little bit more peek behind that because I'm the same person. I've been the same person the last 11 years, but you know, maybe you're just seeing more of it. You're just okay. getting a little bit more behind the curtain, which is great. You know, we need to do that. You know, I, I think it's certainly been something that's lacked in this series. You know, I think we have the best drivers in the world. I think we have the best racing on the planet. And I don't say that as a marketing tagline, but there's not enough emotion that is felt for our drivers. You know, people people need to know who we are and what makes us tick. And and when you when you get that um, and you just get to little see a, a little bit behind the scenes on who people are, you know, they, they start to feel something for you. And then it just makes the racing more exciting to watch. So, yeah. We want to tap into that. You know, if we can get more, we're going to be pushing for it. But there's there's a lot of great people here in this group.
Would you like a beer? I'm okay. I'm all right right now. Thank you, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listen. You're really trying to get his bus brothers yeah. to yeah. get you out. drunk. That's yeah. what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. I, I, I really it. want to get you loaded. I, I've got a great video of your wife when you won. And I, I've never asked this of a driver. Oh, no. When, when I don't dri- know what this is. I don't well, know get coming. ready there, bus, yeah. bus boy. When oh, a driver no. goes into victory lane, I see them high-fiving their crew chief and team owners and so forth. Where does, be honest, where does the wife register? Because there's sometimes when I'll see the wife come up to the driver and kiss him on the face and the driver just turns when i'm going bro that's your wife and you got to spend some time with her man yeah. where does where does your wife rank on there do you feel like when she comes up you got to spend more time with her like no baby i, I got to turn around to my boys or no what? she i mean ash is number one for me of right. course but you know ashley's amazing in that she she knows exactly how this works you know this is this is about the crew in that moment uh it's more than me you know i we're lucky. I'm the driver. I get I get the most attention. Hey, great job. You drove great. You know, I get to have a whole celebration, but it's so much more than just me. It's all the people that have put the effort together for the weekend. And and it's it's not just the people you see over the wall. It's the people back at the shop. You know, it's it's everybody. And so I think Ashley, she knows it's their moment too. And she wants them to have she most creeps of it. in there. That's she creeps cool. in and yeah. creeps out. Yeah, right? she's very just sleek. Enough. She yeah. doesn't want to stay. She just wants to see me real quick. She's happy I'm okay. I'm safe. Um, that's her biggest concern half the time. But when she's done, she's like, look, you let let everybody enjoy because it's yeah. it's their night. It's their moment, you know, to, to, to celebrate as a team. You say she gets it, this racing thing. Is she ever critical of you? Like, oh, that was the worst pit stop ever. Uh, she's definitely she's the same as me. She's a very competitive person. Mm. I, I am one of the most, I I mean, I'll just, I think I am. I think I'm one of the most competitive people in the world. Um, at least that's, it's in my DNA. Mm. Like my core ethos is competition. If I wasn't racing cars, I'd have to be doing something else that was competitive. And my wife is the same way. She's incredibly competitive. And so we compete at everything. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's if she's never played chess and we start to play chess, so she wants to make sure she wins. Um, and we could be a running competition. She thought, wants to run faster than me. I'm like, babe, I'm faster than you. And you poor kid. I, my kid is going to be <laughs> oh. way too competitive. We're, we're, we're stubborn. Um, we're, ve- you know, we're very opinionated, uh, when we feel confident about something and we're competitive people. So I don't know. It's going to be a dangerous recipe for my, my little man. I know you did Ninja Warriors once, right? I need once, you yeah. and Ashley together against each other Oof. on that show. She would be all about it. She would train. She'd be like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to be the best. During the rain delay, there was a little, you, you, you got heated with your crew, bro. Not with the crew. Um, was I was it? just frustrated that we got, we got beat on the undercut, mm. you know, like, uh, it was kind of our race to manage. Like we were out front. We should have just had a clean pit stop and, and Scott came out in front of us. And then when I saw the rain, I'm like, man, did we throw this one away? Um, but no, we regrouped. We were on a tent together. Like, no, we were all good. You want to come to blows or anything? No, nah, I'll tell you what, I don't want to go to blows with my team. I never feel exactly. that way. I never feel that way. If anything, I ever, you know, I'm human. I get, I'm competitive. I get frustrated, but it's never at my team. You know, even when we make a mistake, if I make it's the, it's the, on the flip too. Like when I make a mistake, if I put the car in the wall, they don't come down on me, you know, and if we were to make a mistake, nice. which I don't think we made a mistake tonight, but even in the moments when we do, yeah. I'm not going to come down on my team because it goes both ways. We need each other. And so, um, no, there's never, believe me, there's never animosity. And, and I'm not just saying that to make it sound rosy. Right. We are, we are together on our team. 100%. Everybody gets the game. Yeah. Joseph Newgarden, your winner from WWT Raceway, three points behind your teammate, Freaking willpower, Broham. Yeah. Portland and uh, Laguna Seca are going to be nuts. It's going to be hard. You know, Will's Will's a legend, yeah. obviously. You know, he had a big weekend. Um, 
you know, getting 67, matching Mario on 67 poles is, is huge. You know, he's going to go down as one of the the best ever. And so he'll be difficult to beat. I want to beat him. You know, I want to be the best. He wants to be the best. Scott wants to be the best. Um, but I think when we look at it, we have three good shots, you know, obviously Will and me are the closest and we're in the best position in the championship, but Scott's there too. We've just got to make sure one of the cars, you know, at team Penske gets the championship done. I want it to be me, but you know, if it's not me, it has to be one of us. That's the priority. Boom. Five wins on the season. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Let's get six or seven, right? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Joseph, thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you guys. Thank you. Stat man, does that change your mind at all? A little bit, buddy? Yeah, I was just listening to it. That's a whole different guy than uh, mm-hmm. one we used to talk to, uh, you know, a year or so ago. I mean, that's a, he's, he, uh, I'll be very <laughs> respectful. He's a very different, he's a very different conversation. That was cool. Watch some of his Bus Brothers episodes. He They link them on Instagram and Twitter. They're on YouTube though, but yeah, watch some of them. <laughs> they are funny and it's mostly Scott being kind of the dummy in a lot of their pranks. <laughs> like he'll dress up in a chicken costume or, you know, some random stuff like that. But that it's, it's true. He's brought out Joseph Newgarden, the one that we all have been wanting to see for years. Yeah. Well, I don't know wanting to see it, but we're seeing somebody different. That's for sure. Yeah. When you look at what he's done, his teammates done Will Power, and he's battling his other teammate Scott. Who call him McLaughlin? McLaughlin. <laughs> uh, it's bonkers. Uh, listen, I know it's Team Penske. But my gosh, Give still Dale, three very talented drivers. Give yeah. Dale Corn a shot, will you? <laughs> hey, man, a uh, Kyle Bush. <laughs> Here it is, Kyle Bush. Uh, I'm not going to. Maybe he's going to have to face the music. That and he is facing the music. Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Um, there's a mean streak in there, but from who? It's coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. But first, your stat man scat. Racing I watched Saturday left me with a big smile and some new names that I may have to put into my toolbox. First, the Xfinity race from Watkins Glen, where newcomer Sammy Smith, an 18-year-old rookie from Iowa, finished third and only his fourth NASCAR Xfinity start. Friday, Smith was fifth after fighting at the front of the line throughout the ARCA General Tire 100, also at Watkins Glen. Racing needs new names and new levels, and they're coming every week. Then Saturday night, the buzz was David Malukas in the IndyCar race from Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis. Malukas is a 20-year-old from Chicago doing his first full-time year in IndyCar. He snatched the podium from several veteran drivers and champions last night's restart after a two-hour weather delay. But Lucas was making passes he didn't know he could make, finished second, and the crowd was cheering like he had won the thing. You gotta love it when young people learn the ins and outs of racecraft, and it appears Malukas is learning lessons that won't be forgotten in future tests. Last night's finish for him wasn't wasn't luck, neither was the finish for Sammy Smith in NASCAR. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You know, I thought we'd have some 
lightning light music. We're still on the air, hearing thunder and lightning. Yeah. And the lightning's pretty clear around us and I right now, Kenny, so yeah. But you're downtown, Phoenix. You see or hear anything there, Skipjack? I tweeted out a picture on my Twitter account a little bit ago at our Flores 91 of the incoming storm. And it looked like something straight out of Stranger Things. It looked like the Upside Down was making its way oh my into the mean streets of downtown Phoenix. The Lighting mean is pretty streets. dope right now. Yes. I'm looking out the window to my right here. I will say that. I will check out your account at rflores91 because I'm going to send you mine as a response to that. Because yes, here where we are in the Took, a little bit south of Phoenix, same thing. That's what I thought of with the clouds, the upside down. <laughs> They're wicked. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have a little upside downage off on You Twitter. guys have no clue what we've been in storm watch for the last three days. Yes, the Midwest has some gnarly storms. Yeah. That is true. Of course, Statman being in Ohio. So have you, yeah. Have you had massive storms where you are? Because we've seen it at all the racetracks, it seems like. Yeah, all the stuff that I was watching on racing the last two days mm-hmm. was out of my out of my studio window. <laughs> Just today. <laughs> so Kyle Bush, they spent a good three or four minutes with him today prior to the the Glen, the Go Bowling one hundred. What the hell was it? Not a 100, just go bowling go at the bowling. Glen. Yeah, go bowling at the Glen. And it's, man, it's, I I don't believe in karma, but the easy thing to say here is karma's a bitch. But a guy like him, it's a very skilled race car driver. Championship can win races, but it just goes right back to that attitude. It, it, that's got to be in play here for not just finding the funding, but finding a team, at a, a, a winning caliber team to hire him knowing that someone farts the wrong way Kyle Bush may go off and that sponsor that might be relative what we thought with M&Ms and Mars relatively conservative they're the punt well that he did say something I don't know where I read the story maybe it was on racer.com but it was an interesting story where he said it's not where he had trouble with some uh, sponsorship before he wasn't married, didn't have two kids and didn't have uh, a, a race team in the truck series. So he's got some overhead that he has to meet now. So mm-hmm. where he used to be able to race for $10, now he needs about uh, $20, $25 to race. And uh, not everybody is willing to give him that because he's taken to heart this uh, villain thing and uh, that may not be the best decision he's made in his career. But hold on, though. It's fine to be a villain. And I believe every sporting organization needs villains because you got your white hats, your black hats. It, you just they have to kind of you have to have fans on both sides. Dale Earnhardt Sr. was a great villain. Kevin Harvick was a good villain for a while. You can be a villain. You can't be an a-hole. You've, you've got to fit. There, there's a fine line to walk there. I mean, being a villain is fine. Being a well, jerk I, is not. Did I say that? I thought maybe I must have said that. I, let me look and see where that came from. Wow, man. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Holy smokes. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's the truth, especially these days, because your sponsorship is going to travel to not just post-race interviews and not just 
all over your fire suit and the side of your car. It goes into your social media channels. It it goes into so many other things that you do off track that other people then transport to social media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't be a jerk. Crasher, we got about a minute and a half. You said you read somewhere that he is done with the 18 or he's no, st- no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I was wrong in saying where that, that came to you from. earlier no. today. It's not signed, sealed and delivered that got it's it. him in the 18 or Ty Gibbs in the 18. I don't know if they're still trying to figure something out. There's no for sure, for sure out there anywhere of who's going to be in the 18 next year. Is it still Kyle Bush? It could be, but he's got to take a lot less money. Richie, what happens with Kurt Bush? He is in the playoffs. He is in the playoffs. Kurt Bush his is car in the playoffs. Is. His car is. Okay, his, his car. car. True. Uh, for, for one, do you think he returns, Richard C. Suave? And if he doesn't, who takes over that car in 2023? I mentioned this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I, I compared his situation, Kurt Bush's, to what happened to Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the end of his career, which is Dale Jr. was basically forced to retire because he had too many concussions at the end of his career and he decided to step away from the sport. That's exactly what's going to happen with Kurt Bush. If you were smart, he'd call it a career. He's had an amazing career in multiple different organizations. And Tyler Reddick is out there. He's going to 23 11 in 2024 at the moment. But we know that relationship with RCR is a little frayed. He takes over in 2311 Racing a year early. That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> what wow. if he wins the championship this year? We got to go gonna... to break, yo. <laughs> I'm just gotta saying. Got to go to break, Crash Throw that in there. Got to go to break. Uh, his name is Bob Tasca, NHRA Funny Car winner next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. 
time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 22 years. And a great website to check out. It's lucasoil.com to find the products to keep your ride, your rides on the road from inside your engine, outside your engine. Keep that car looking fat and clean outside. They got it for you. Lucas Oil Slick Mist, Tire and Trim Shine. Go to lucasoil.com. Speaking of Lucas Oil, uh, how about this guy, Bob Tasca? And I'm curious, uh, Bob Tasca, your funny car winner from the Lucas Oil Nationals joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Bob Tasca, do you believe in momentum uh, kicking in at the right time for the right place to help carry you in or just a, a win's a win for you, Bob Tasca? No, I think, hey, listen, momentum plays a big part of any form of sports, right? And um, we certainly get a lot of momentum, but it's not by accident. You know, when you look at what we've done over the last six races, you know, we've really we've run hard and we haven't backed into any wins. Uh, we have a tremendous group of guys that are, that are 100%. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. When you can, when you can get on a run like this and it's no accident. I mean, we got all the parts and pieces that we need. We got some tremendously talented guys and we got a combination that has a lot of breath to it. And I've been talking about that a lot because what I mean by that is if it's a cold track, we can run low ET. If it's a hot track, we can run low ET. And anything in, in between, we can go out there and run with the best of them. And that's what it takes to win a championship. It can't be a one-trick go, right? you got to be able to do multiple things with a setup. And uh, Mike Neff and John Schaefer, I really, I really give them so much credit today, okay? Because today, it was like, it was like artwork watching them run. <laughs> Because the changes that they had to make to get the car to go down the racetrack, as the conditions changed and cars were smoking the tires, I think in the semifinals, we would have beat all the dragsters, right? That's how good our car ran. And uh, I give them so much credit because I don't think the average person realizes how difficult it is to go out there and do what they do. And uh, it's just it's, it's a real treat to be able to drive this thing. Well, yeah, I would like to expand on that because the average race fan on the outside looking in that's not maybe as familiar with NHRA drag racing or just drag racing in general, they just see you going from point A to point B. Oh, you mash the gas and you go. 
No, you had a weekend that had some cool conditions and some hot and sticky conditions. You had rain and a green track, and then you had a really complicated track because of weather. So yes, your guys in that pit area constantly turning the gears in their brain to make those changes to make it easier on you, and then you having to take what they give you and then make it work on track, which is easier said than done as well. There is so much of that going on. How can we make that any easier for a fan to somewhat understand? Yeah, you know, um, the last minute, they're making 1.5 grand changes to the plus, like a gram. And and as a driver, I'm looking at cars smoke the tires at the hit, and then I'm looking at cars smoking the tires in half track, and all I'm thinking about is be ready to catch it, be ready to catch it, be ready to make the right adjustment, you know, in the car. So, you know, today was, was drama-filled from start to finish. Uh, very proud of the team. I said it on my interview on national TV that, you know, I give all the credit to the to the team. You know, they just have performed absolutely flawlessly over this, I think, five or six race run. And, um, you know, we're going into the countdown with a lot of momentum. We're a dangerous team to race, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. We're talking to Bob Tasker, the third funny car winner from Luke, the Lucas Oil Nationals at Brainerd Raceway in Minnesota. And I'm sorry, it's been three wins out of the last four races. You've won, I think, 19 and three is your elimination day record in the last many rounds. It's insane what you guys are doing. Clearly, you've put the field on notice. But how do you not let anything slip? Because there's still a lot of racing to go and the playoffs, everything that get, gets reset and you've got to continue this awesome groove that you're in. Yeah, well, I, you should have been in the, lot, in the uh, trailer with me about five minutes ago. Uh, we had all the guys together. We said, listen, I know it, it kind of sucks. We won the race and we got to go test tomorrow. But <laughs> this is what it takes to win a championship. So the boys are servicing the car right now. There'll be no celebration tonight. Uh, we'll get sleep. We're going to be able to track at 6.30 tomorrow morning. We're going to make some early runs. You've got to put the work in, period. you got to put the work in. you got to pay attention to every detail. You can't get cocky. Uh, confidence is great. Cocky will get you in trouble. And this is a very confident team. We're working hard. We're digging deep. We actually see a lot of areas where we can improve uh, this setup that we have. Uh, we're going to test some things tomorrow. And, and I think, you know, when you look at championship caliber programs and championship caliber teams, which Mike Neff and John Schaefer have led, you know, multiple times in their career, you know, this is what it takes. And, um, you know, I'm very, I'm very confident that this team will continue to truck out. We have the parts and pieces that our sponsors, you know, like Ford, you know, Motocraft, PPG, BG, all those sponsors that support our team. We're not running out of parts. We're not running out of clutch This We have what we need. The only people that can take us down is us. And that's a good place to be. Wow. Bob Tasker, that's, that's a confident statement we just had there. I was sitting at a table once with a number. I think they were all funny car drivers, as a matter of fact. And when I mentioned in all forms of motorsport, drivers have some input in the way the car is set up uh, and they it's a shared conversation with the, the crew chief, but they, they laughed at me. They said in drag racing, it's not that way at all. The crew chief sets it up and you drive it. Uh, is that, is that kind of what happens with in the Tasca team or is there some uh, something else that goes on? 
And listen, I'm, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. I give myself 5% of the credit. And I think, <laughs> I think, I think any driver in drag racing that gives himself more is, is probably, uh, uh, exaggerating. I mean, at the end of the day, a great car will make an average driver a rock star. An average car will make a great driver, you know, average. And that's just the harsh reality of it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I need to do some things. I got to leave on time, which I did a really good job today up until the finals. And I got to keep the car in the center of the groove, which which I think people um, have maybe should talk more about that in drag racing. You know, a driver that can keep the car in the groove gives his team a better chance to win. Critical critical to keep the car in the groove to get the most out of the out of the race car but but in drag racing you know i, I give them my feedback i tell them what i felt i, I, I tell them if the car was safe if, if it was moving around but the race is 3.8 seconds <laughs> and it's over and and in nascar in you know a lot of forms of racing the driver can make up from a mistake he can, he can fix something. They can adjust something in drag racing. If the crew, the driver, and the crew chief aren't perfect, you go home. But the, but the harsh reality is if I'm perfect and I do a great job, but the car ain't right and it smokes the tires, I go home. And, and that's why I've always given my teams and crew chiefs all the credit because they deserve it. And, and I'm very fortunate to have Mike Neff and John Schaefer because they – you know, you know, I, I get to sit on the couch. I wish I could take the fans into it. I get to sit on the couch, and Mike's Mike and John's lounge, by the way, is much nicer than my lounge. They have a they have this huge lounge, and I get to hang out in there. And their air conditioner works a lot better than my air conditioner. And, nice. and so I hang out in their lounge, and just to watch them talk and work and bounce ideas off each other, it's unbelievable. And, and, and I believe the two of them together is what makes them special. And obviously you see it in the race cars performance. So I'm going to ride this thing till the wheels come off it. I promise you that. And we're going to give it everything we can to put this Ford Mustang in the winner's circle. Hey, Bob Tasca, your NHRA funny car winner from Lucas Oil Nationals, Brainerd, Minnesota, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Bob, you're talking about you're going to ride it until the wheels wheels fall off. I don't recall you being so hot going into the countdown. Maybe it's just my memory, but uh, what about psyche-wise? What about your head? Are you are you in a better place than you've been over the last several years? Oh, for sure. People say, you know, how do you deal with the pressure of winning? I said, well, just let me share the pressure of losing. You know, when, when you're, I mean, I, I'm not out here for the money. I'm not out here for the glory. I'm out here to win a championship for Ford and my family. That's the only reason why I'm out here. And when you're not winning, there's a lot of pressure, right? So I, I think at the, at the end of the day for us, it's enjoy the moment, take it in, because this is a pretty epic run we're, we're on, but the job's not over. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everyone on our team and, and to have the poise of, of Mike Neff and John Schaefer, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm, I've been doing this a long time as well. I think it really has helped the team come together 
and um, I feel the best is yet to come for us. Wow. I mean, I mean, before we get away from here and the picture goes away or whatever, let me follow up on what I asked. <laughs> Excuse me. The, most of the teams, especially the teams at the front of the line like yours, uh, they have two crew chiefs, and that's been the case for several years now. Is that an indication that the technology has become so great in uh, drag racing, uh, big big time drag racing, that you need two minds uh, and one guy just can't keep up with all of it anymore? Well, I just got up the phone with Austin Coyle, <laughs> and Austin Coyle told me that it reminded him of when him, Guido, and Bernie. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think the crew chief, the two crew chief deal has been going on for a really long time. And, and maybe it's more, more promoted now, but, um, but back in the day, you know, Austin Coyle, you know, needed Bernie Federley. And that's, I think two minds are better than one. There's so many things that you have to keep track of on these cars that it's pretty extraordinary. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know of anyone out here that can do it alone, to be honest with you. Freak Nation, this guy is hot. Bob Tasker the third, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, two out of the last three races, big time wins in uh, that funny car. Of course, winning the Lucas Oil National. Three out of the last four. Three out of the last four. Sorry about that. Sorry. Right, let me get a straight. Listen, I'd get a freaking uh, two consecutive though. Yes. I'd, yeah, I get the death stare from Tasker if I rolled with that, wouldn't I? Hey, buddy. I know, we we know it's a, it's tough. You got to hop on your snappy little. Uh, Twinage and Cessna to get home, man. So no, he's testing, man. That's right. I'm you testing. Are. I'm ain't flying home. All I'm right. testing tomorrow. All right. <laughs> hey, Bob. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Yes. Thank you. See you, you in Indy. It. See you in Indy. You know, when you have three out of the last four wins as a funny car driver with the NHRA, and you stick around and test, that cat means some freaking business. Mm-hmm. Well, you're testing. Before the big go, yep. their Super Bowl weekend is Labor Day weekend, the U.S. Nationals in Indianapolis. So you're testing before that because you want to win points and a half there and the big money. But you also have playoffs coming. So, yeah, he, you're exactly right. He means business. Tasca, I'm not doing this for the money. Well, no S. You have 46 freaking dealerships in the Northeast. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you notice the first person he said we're doing it for is Ford, the mm -hmm. people that write the big check. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, Freak Nation. Bob Tasca. I, I wouldn't hate it if he won himself a championship. Yeah, that would be cool. Right? A New for York guy. Heck. Or, or not in New York. He's actually in Rhode Island right now, but a, that, I meant the Northeast kind of guy. He's got mm -hmm. the accent. He's got the, yeah, I, I would love that too. Just be cool. And it would be somebody different. You know, it wouldn't be mm -hmm. the same, the usual suspects. Hagen, Height, you know, the same. You, This is a, a period where we're getting new names that are getting, you know, new new headlines. And Bob Tasca might might be his turn. Who knows? Richie, did you by any chance, um, my apologies, my friend, I'm spreading on you. Did you by any chance put together the numbers for our Beat the Freaks this weekend? I have not. I have not. Got it. I appreciate that. Stay tuned tomorrow. Okay. Hey, okay. <laughs> we'll tweet it out tomorrow. All good. Well, the race only ended like an hour before we went live. So come on. There were other things to. I'm a busy man, Kenny. I have to watch the imagine? Arizona Cardinals come back to end the Baltimore Ravens preseason winning streak. <laughs> Pre. 
Crasher is season. I don't know. You missed your calling, man. You're a defense attorney for murderers. <laughs> Listen, what? he didn't mean to stab him 50. He was going after 40 times. So And just an extra 10 got in there. Yeah. You can't fault him for that. It was wow. just, you know, ego. We had a jam-packed show in the first hour. <laughs> yeah, we have we had two two winners on the show. That's the priority. Yeah. And staying on the air in the middle of a massive monsoon. <laughs> Come on. It's all good. <laughs> it's all right, Freak Nation. Out here in the Southwest. But uh, we don't have any water, yeah, we'll yet be, it rains. I don't get that, man. We've had 46 <laughs> inches of monsoon rain. Where the hell does it go? In the gutter and, and floats out to the <laughs> desert, you know, and nobody can capture it. You know, the same thing happens every year in the Mississippi Valley, and they it all flows out to the Gulf. And mm-hmm. when you come up with people come up with the idea of building a pipeline to get the uh, water to the southwest, they say, oh, it's too expensive. And then you who know, cares at this point if it's too expensive? Yeah, Our lives well, are too expensive. That's yeah, exactly. the main thing. You know, they're talking about Lake Mead down to, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the last hundred feet or something. You know, that's crazy. Why yes. can't we figure? Uh, there's desalination plants. Yes. And California has a few. Why? What, the what's the deal, man? They, yeah. they need more though. That's what that's what Israel did, and they, you know, they got a drinking water there. <laughs> yep. This show spans everything. <laughs> My gosh, spanning right. the globe. <laughs> no. Yeah, what show was that? Uh, Freak wow, Nation. Wow, David is Malukas. Next, Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oh, Where is it? Studio. Wild, wild world sports. Yeah, we got this. One of the main reasons for... Yeah, we got this. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation. Second hour of the Freaks, the website speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter. You follow us on Instagram. You follow us on Facebook. Hell yes, you do, man. Big second hour. I wouldn't have known this dude if he walked in and told me who the hell he was, stat man. David Malukas, or as his friends call him, Davidus Malukas. He is, um, I'm not going to say he's Lithuanian born and bred. No, Chicago born and bred. Yeah. David Malukas running for Dale Coyne Racing, something that he did last night in the IndyCar Series race. Statman, you got to see it on your television set. I couldn't see it. I was hanging out in Pit Road Crash. I was drinking beer somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, David Malukas joining us here in the Freak Nation. And this this kid, he's 20 years old, Statman. Uh, if he impressed you, then I'm impressed. No, he was com- what impressed me was what during the two-hour delay, the weather delay, he they talked to him and he said, uh, "You, this is your best." He was fifth at the time, 
and said, this would be your best finish uh, in your career. And he said, I don't care. I want to go back out there. And I, we had a good car, and I think I could catch these guys. And it was like, who, who nice. is this guy? You know, and, you, and suddenly he goes out and starts picking them off. But the line was uh, in the post-race interview, he said, I got up to uh, third place, and I looked up ahead, and I said, those are two Penske guys. <laughs> yes, that was so amazing. <laughs> and he, just, and he got around one of them. And if it had, the race had been another five laps, maybe, he might have caught Newgarden. He, he was the best car on the track at the end of the race. He was almost two miles an hour faster than both Penske cars <laughs> those last 10, 15 laps. And that was fun to watch him come through. Yeah, yeah. he would have. He absolutely would have caught Newgarden. And yeah, you can say, I mean, some fans, you know, fans want to be fans. They just complain about stuff. Oh, if they hadn't have run around on yellow and counted those laps when they did the restart of the race, then Stop he would have it. had his green flag laps later to catch Newgarden. Well, whatever. He's happy with second. In the media center, he finally learned how to pronounce Scott McLaughlin's <laughs> name because of being on the podium with him. So, hey, things happen for a reason. It's all good. And they know how to pronounce his name, which might be more important going forward. Without question. So we caught up with him after the race, and it's just, I'm not going to say it's a stunning interview, but a personality has been birthed. Mm -hmm. Not born, but birthed. And we spent about 12 minutes with the guy, and it's going to be flat out awesome. Jesse Love, your ARCA Series winner from the Dirt Race, Springfield, Illinois. You saw it on MAV-TV, of course. All those cats running on general tires. He'll be joining us this hour. And we're going to have a little discussion, as we seem to be doing frequently, in regards to IndyCar. Crasher, I don't want to get into some issues that we continue to have with IndyCar outside of the race. It's the most exciting racing. there. Granted, there's some dogs out there, but it's the most exciting racing that there is out there. We just think that they're missing the boat. But hold on a second, Crasher. That is true. What's the difference, that man? You being the linguistics genius that you are, how do we come up? Did did we Americanize McLaughlin and went McLaughlin? Yes, we did. Any chance America has to Americanize anything, Americans will do it. (laughs) Period. End of sentence. Next question. Lazy. Americans. But it, Kenny, we live in Phoenix. It, it There's a large Mexican population here. Mm-hmm. Spanish language is our daughter's second language at her school. She's learning it half the day. We, a city that's very close to us is Casa, well, if yeah. pronounced appropriately, Casa Grande. Nope. Americans, aka Phoenician Americans, have dubbed this city Casa Grande. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like, no, that's Casa Grande. No, it's Casa Grande. It's so stupid. Look, I just learned how to how to say Mogion Rim. It's another one of those spellings that if I look at how you spell how you if I look at the spelling of Mogion Rim, I would pull another Yamaka or another Shisevsky when it comes to trying to else. What is Mogion Rim? So, Stan, we got it. Listen, we got a break for our it other. It looks like Magolia or Magolan rim. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's Mogion. There you go, Freak Nation. Coming up. That's going to be greatness. <laughs> Davidus Malukas, podium last night for Dale Coyne Racing in the IndyCar Series with our friends at WWTR. Go to join some other affiliates, Freak Nation, and get right in some Crash Gladys, Pit News, and notes.
Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here the Big Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. That man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Second hour of Freak Nation. David Malukas, podium last night in the IndyCar Series race in St. Louis or southwestern Illinois, depending on how you look at it. The address is in Illinois, okay? Yes, it is. Right. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tires for your ride. I don't listen. If you've got yourself a snappy BMW F250, they got the tire for you. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher. All right, we keep talking about David Malukas and this great ride he had for Dale Coin Racing. Let's not forget that this number 18 that he's in. There have been some other great drivers that have done some pretty phenomenal things with that car. Hello, Justin Wilson, Sebastian Bourdais. So, yeah, David Malukas is following a good lineage in the 18. IndyCar, by the time it took command on Saturday night, it was moved up to an earlier start time to beat the rain. However, rain still carved in a two-hour delay, Statman just referred to, mid-race. In the end, no one had anything for Joseph Newgarden, or did he, David Malukas? Again, we're going to talk to him in just a bit. Newgarden, though, notching his fifth win on the season, his third straight at Worldwide Technology Raceway in, yeah, the St. Louis slash Southern Illinois, Madison, Illinois area. Matt Brabham was her Indy Lights winner, and Salvador de Alba won in the Road to Indy race. Sunday belonged to NHRA in Minnesota, ARCA on dirt in Springfield, Illinois, and NASCAR out on the road course in Watkins Glen, New York. Winning the NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals with Steve Torrance in Top Fuel and Bob Tasca III in Funny Car. Jesse Love won a shortened dirt mile, dirt, yeah, one mile race in Springfield in the ARCA series. And then at the Glen, Mother Nature also won first yet again, but it was Kyle Larson who grabbed the checkered flag. Lightning delays, rain issues, rain tires, then slicks, then cars, drivers spinning out just about everywhere or missing the bus stop. Yeah, it was a crazy day, but stellar drives were all throughout the field, including A.J. Allmendinger salvaging second place. Tyler Reddick, I believe he ended up seventh. And obviously the man who swept the weekend, both Xfinity and Cup, Kyle Larson. Hey, NASCAR drivers, knock, knock, knock. Not a good time right now for Kyle Larson to be peaking. One to go until that 10 race playoff. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Again, a great website to check out, generaltire.com or speedfreaks.tv and hit the link midway through the front page of speedfreaks.tv. Coming up, David Malukas, IndyCar Series pilot, grabbed himself a podium last night. Coming up here at Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer. 
and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, I can't say it enough, man. It's it's good that you like to take care of your engine. What about the interior of your car, even the exterior of your car? Check out lucasoil.com. We talk about Lucas Oil Slick Mist uh, every Sunday night and, of course, promote it on our social media pages. But if you check out not just one, not two, but three bottles of Slick Mist, they're both they're, all three of them are 24 ounces. Each kit contains the interior detailer. Tire and trim shine, speed wax, uh, great price. Comes with a micro cloth in there as well and an applicator for your tires. Can't say it enough, man. Make the choice. Go with Lucas Oil Slick Mist Detailer Kit. Check it out, lucasoil.com. Statman Scat coming up. Also, Jesse Love, start to finish, right, Crasher? Was it flag to flag? Yes. Right? Yes, he commanded that race. The Talking about the dirt mile. Springfield at the Illinois State Fairgrounds for the ARCA series on General Tires. Yep. Yep. He'll be joining us at 40 past the hour. Sound like a freaking 1950s 40 news guy. Past. 40 past the hour. <laughs> news and weather, 40 past the hour. Well, there's four time zones that we're broadcasting yeah. to right now, so we can't say 840 or 1140 because, well, it's different for everyone. 40 past. If you say traffic and weather on the fives, then I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remind you of your L.A. radio days. Didn't they move that to the eights? 
No, that's the weather. That's the weather, weather channel. Hey, come on, man. I worked that did the morning show. We did traffic and weather on the tubes. Oh, oh. my goodness. So every number can, can work. Right. Jesse Love coming up, your stat man scat. More insight to the IndyCar series we're going to share with you in about 15 minutes. But first... This guy. So David Malukas joining us here in the Freak Nation, or as his buddies in Lithuania call him, uh, Davidus Malukas here yes. in the Freak Nation, the first time. And frankly, we didn't plan on having you here in the Freak Nation, but with that drive that you had Oof. at WWT Raceway Saturday Night Broham, that was bonkers. Have they checked your car for nitro or anything yet, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going through tech right now for uh, so hopefully that all goes smoothly. I, you know, the team isn't cheating. I think they just the team just did a really good job with uh, giving me a good car. And you know, we knew that the the, the longer that this that sunset and the cooler it got, the better our car was going to be. So I was I once I knew that we were going to go green again, I was like, okay, let's just drag this out like. 11 p.m. would be a good start, you know, because the, the cooler it got, mm -hmm. the, the, the better our car got. How did you say nice. you knew it? Did you know it once you got in the car or you just knew the car was set up for cooler temps? So we knew that before because yesterday practice throughout that, that run, it ended up being around like a, I think it was around a 7 p 6, 7 p.m. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so when it, the sun set and it mm -hmm. dropped a lot, that's when we were like, stellar like we were very very good but in the beginning of the run we were kind of 50-50 eh, a little bit matching everybody still on the, the better side but once that temperature dropped we knew like wow our car was good so from that yesterday practice is mm -hmm. kind of why that, that kind of came in so all the engineers were like oh wow all the stars are aligning here <laughs> so yeah it was it was good but you've been getting better since the month of May so there's something else going on not just the temperature the sun the whatever is it you in chemistry with your team or is it just the team figuring out the car better no yeah definitely it goes both ways i've i've gotten much com much better with the much more comfortable with it so i'm just so excited i'm much more comfortable <laughs> with the car and with the team the chemistry is just building and with dale coin racing one of the great things is i live 20 minutes down the street so after nashville i had a bit of an oopsie with with kyle kirkwood mm. um you know rivals of last year but mm. it, was, it was all good um so I damaged the car quite badly. So I decided to get Stan's Donuts, which is a Chicago local, very good donut place. I ended up delivering donuts to the team. And uh, just, I, 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 yeah, so that was my, my way of offering how you? to help to fix the car. <laughs> I was like, here's some sugar that will get yeah. you like going. <laughs> yeah, donuts aren't Bondo, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about this is you're right i mean you're a chicago guy the team chicago we're technically in the state of illinois right now yep. and you said you've always had success in the state of illinois so there is something in the air yeah i think so this place i i don't know what it is but me and this place we just click you know i come in and i feel like i just enter this this invisible dome of just connection and i even at the the press conference it was like radiating off of me into the mic and like making it like echo and stuff so there's definitely some connection that i have here at the wwt so it is a uh, is i can feel it well what did some of the announcers at the track say they were calling i think yesterday will power because he sat on the pole was mr worldwide so you're now mr worldwide sir worldwide i mean like there Pitbull. you go it's mr worldwide 305 <laughs> <laughs> but that's miami so you'd be what Oh, come on. 312 or what? 
whatever the Chicago, what is the Chicago area code? Uh, well, I, I don't know the Chicago one because I'm from the suburbs. Okay. I live like, but for us, it's 630. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're Mr. Worldwide 630. You know, I don't know if it was. It doesn't have a good ring to it. <laughs> I don't know what was radiating, but you're right. You do smell like a bitch. It's Wow. You, you reek. Yeah. Oh well, thank you. Goodness. You do reek. I know. I do smell really bad. So I think it's, <laughs> we ended up getting these suits dry cleaned. Right. And it just, I, I, after the dry cleaning, it just smells like they dry clean it and then I get it and it just smells. So mm. I, I was like, mm, it, it doesn't work. And I know that you're supposed to take very good care of the suit to keep the fireproof in it. But I'm like, man. It's keeping the sweat in it, like it's just not coming out. So, I've I, I've been putting like you know chem- the good old chemicals, Tide mm. and, and all that, and that's good been, old that's chemicals. been that's been working. And um, I don't know how the fireproof is 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 dealing with that, but uh, the suit stopped smelling. But this one, I ended up getting it for just from dry cleaning because I wore the white one yesterday. So because the, the 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 black suit's my good luck charm. When do you oh, smell? Oh, superstitious. Do you smell your fire I am suit? Superstitious. Yeah, do you, so unhealthy. Do you smell your fire suit in the car or? When when you get out of the car um getting in and out so Oof. yeah so obviously you can't really smell in the car because you have air coming through the the, the pipe so hold the mic I, up closer there. oh sorry and i also have the darth vader uh my the the air tube so it just goes straight in there so oh. like, yeah so they can't really hear me because there's wind blowing into the mic so it's just like which is quite funny but i was like yeah but i like it it's just more air and i love star wars so i i feel like cool like yeah. Nice. Okay, so what do you sound like in inside your helmet? Um, well, we've we've done a lot of of work since the beginning of the season to get it all like positioned and put like covers on it to make me, so you can actually hear me because before uh. you can hear me. Um, which actually today they caught me singing in the car. I was. Uh, I heard I, that. Yeah, I went on the radio and well, because in the begin the middle of the run, it just kind of got like. Everybody was just follow the leader and everybody's fuel saving and everybody's slowing down. Nobody's attacking and you couldn't really attack because you push and then they just block you and then you just wasted fuel. So it was kind of just like all of a, let's just try to undercut or overcut in the pit. So everybody's just waiting and it was just going around and around. And so I kept telling them, like, okay, here we go again. Here we go again. Round and around. And I was like, oh, you spin me right round, baby, right round. Yeah, good baby, right round, round. Yeah, so that ended up going through my head. And so then I decided to, you know what? Maybe they're getting bored too, so I'm gonna lift their spirits. And we all, we all, well, I, I sang. They didn't sing with me, but yeah. nobody on the crew sang with you. No. Well, Poncho said that's great singing, but can we like do something? <laughs> and I was like, I man, they're hitting me these fuel targets. It's kind of tough, I, I to push with these fuel targets. You keep saying no, Poncho. No, it's it, Poncho it, Carter. Pa- yeah, Poncho Carter. So it is Poncho spotter. Carter. Yes, that's incredible. That's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. But he's yeah. old enough to be your great grandfather. Yeah. Oh, oh no, well, you said it, awful. not me. Yeah. Um, but right. no, he's he's great. It, you know, to so when we first ended up being, he he was my first spotter, and when when we started, at first it wasn't it wasn't great because he's very aggressive, and I didn't know Poncho. Carter, he's an like, old school guy. Yeah, and yeah. so like I went out and like I remember the first like practice, and like six laps later, and I did like a move, and it was a stupid move, but like at the time I was like, this is great. I'm. That was stupid, but and then Poncho just goes on and he's like, "That was so stupid. Don't do that again." <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, this guy's rude." <laughs> I was like, "That hurt my feelings." <laughs> um, and so then I thought he was just didn't like me until like, so he was like, "Oh no, that's just Poncho. That's just how he is." But like, trust me, he like cares for your results. So through time, I just ended up realizing like that's just how he is. And like today was a lot of moments like that where he's like, "Come on, don't be a 
Oh, I don't want to like, yeah. say like you know, but he was like, "Oh, nice!" But he uses colorful language. Colorful language, yeah. So he's like, "Come on, don't don't be a little kid. Like, go out and and <laughs> little kid." I, I don't. I can't. That's not what he said. Pancho no, Carter to, does to, not talk like that. To, yeah, no. I'm trying to keep it PG, <laughs> but yeah, just you can put. I don't. I don't yeah, but he's telling me it's you know, you know, don't just go and do it. Do the do the high line, and so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I went and did it, and it worked so well. We got like two moves the first time I did it. And I was like, thank you, Pancho. Oh my god, yeah, thank you. So we were like both having at it. It was great. And he's like, okay, shut up, go for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a TV show right there. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a good connection. If if you can, I know, with the, and I think it's through the IndyCar app that people can listen to the radio. You should definitely mm-hmm. listen to the number eighteen. It's a lot of fun. Wow, da- Davidus and Pancho. Yeah, da- Davidus yeah, and Pancho. That sounds like a good show. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Davidus and Poncho coming uh, at a place near you. Hey, look, when you're running through the field, are you talking to Poncho or somebody going, I got this son bitch. Here we go. Here are you are you talking yourself into these moves? So so I, I have done a little bit of play. Um, so my actually it was my engineer Ross. He he said uh, to go fuel map six and map six is like a lot of fuel saving, so it's very slow. And so I started getting a good run on. I think it was Jack Harvey. And so he goes, "Oh, you have map two here if you need it, you know, to like give me extra boost so I could get around him." And so I just stayed in map six and still got like a good run oh. on him and passed him. And while while I was passing him, I was like. I don't need map two. <laughs> oh, yes. So yeah, we're we're having we're, it's, it was it was good fun. And I loved it when that happened. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be cocky right now. This is great. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are just filling my head with ideas. You are a TV show in and of yourself. Thank you, thank you very much. You know, I don't have a whole lot of years left in my life, but after smelling your fire suit, I think I've lost four or five. Whoa. Maybe gained, you know? Maybe it's hitting senses that haven't been there for some True. Time, Maybe know? I haven't smelled anything like this for years. Yeah, so you know when you go to like a like a perfume or cologne <laughs> mm. store, they, they make you smell the coffee beans? So you're just smelling my suit. So now when you leave this closet we you can you can you can you'll be able to smell things in a different way so when i'm sampling wine it's like i smell a little bit of brown sugar or some blackberries like i can mm, i smell a little rotten champagne a little bit of arid extra dry oh, no 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 dry you didn't have champagne though well whatever they, what they I, did so matter. they sprayed me with I, the champagne i can smell oh, it man right. and actually actually shout out to new garden he gave me his to spray so because right. the, the 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 fake one was just so tiny i was like how can you do this to me it's my first podium like such a special moment and you give me this little baby so it was because you're not 21 i know yeah and so not but fair. to me it makes no sense because if i spray the fake one they're spraying the real stuff and that's going on me mm. yeah so I'm, I'm you know and so like why not give me the real stuff but then like mclaughlin he corrected me i was saying right wrong. yeah so not he McLaughlin. said he's yeah he said that, that would, that's boring because they also want so i was just like yeah well why not just give me a nice big proper one you know why not give me this little yeah can we straighten that out man it's mclaughlin if you're from america it's mclaughlin it's not mclaughlin well yeah well, didn't you say mclaughlin i said mclaughlin and, and then he said, he said it's mclaughlin oh i know it is but still like bro we in america you know go back to new zealand oh you pronounce so the, the, what, what came in my head is anytime i'm going to see him now i'm going to be like oh, it's going to be like whole like mclaughlin like yeah that's going to be my how i'm like going to remember so anytime i see him i'm going to be i'm definitely going to stutter every time mclaughlin Malucus. <laughs> yeah, you say mucus. That's that's what they used to tell me in school. Oh, it's mucus. David no, Malucus. They did not. <laughs> uh, oh. But not bullying, but like funny. It's like right, fair right, play. Right. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, yeah. Already, I screwed up your name tonight on Twitter because it autocorrected me to Malik As. I'm like, what? What's that supposed to be? Ass? No, no, ass. No, oh. just ass. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Not ass. Uh, but all good. 
I, I, I know. Let him go celebrate. I'm about to faint right now. <laughs> oh, you are not. You are so full of <laughs> This it. is fun, man. Very. She's being nice. She's not saying anything. <laughs> it's not that because it's not that bad. It is bad. It's radiating off of me. Imagine what he's it, going it, through right now. I, smell, I just I want to take this off so yeah, bad. Yeah, all right. But, okay, okay, okay. But, but, but I, I saw pictures of Marcus Erickson after the 500. Mm. With that milk, uh-huh. and he, and it was like six a.m. in the morning, and I saw a picture of him, and he wore that suit oh. all that time, and I was like, "That must reek." There was no way that was the same suit. It was the same suit because you could see all like the 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 stained oh. milk. I was like, "Whoa, oh. that must smell." But you just won the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, so obviously it's a good smell. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Uh, <laughs> so this is also a good smell. You well, know? just go out and win another race. We'll get you back to the Freak Nation. But okay, I'll, I'll just get more more suits for ne- next season. I'll just get a whole bunch. So then just a new suit every single session. <laughs> Davidus Malukas here in the Freak Nation. Thanks, bud. Thank you for having me. Racing I watched Saturday left me with a big smile and some new names that I may have to put into my toolbox. First, the Xfinity race from Watkins Glen, where newcomer Sammy Smith, an 18-year-old rookie from Iowa, finished third in only his fourth NASCAR Xfinity start. Friday, Smith was fifth after fighting at the front of the line throughout the ARCA General Tire 100, also at Watkins Glen. Racing needs new names and new levels, and they're coming every week. Then Saturday night, the buzz was David Malukas in the IndyCar race from Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis. Malukas is a 20-year-old from Chicago doing his first full-time year in IndyCar. He snatched the podium from several veteran drivers and champions last night's restart after a two-hour weather delay. But Lucas was making passes he didn't know he could make, finished second, and the crowd was cheering like he had won the thing. You gotta love it when young people learn the ins and outs of racecraft, and it appears Malukas is learning lessons that won't be forgotten in future tests. Last night's finish for him wasn't wasn't luck, neither was the finish for Sammy Smith in NASCAR. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. I've said it for 22 years, Freak Nation. Okay, maybe 21. GeneralTire.com, great website to check out to get those tires for your rides. An F-250, sports car, go check it out. General Tire, some of the most badass sports car tires out there, high-performance tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher and I spent a couple of days in St. Louis. IndyCar Series wrapped up last night after about an hour and a half rain delay. You heard the interview with Davidus Malukas, got himself a podium last night. But there's all kinds of conversations going on at IndyCar races, and not all of them are good. However, Crasher, how do you say re-earth some, rebirth some new, how do you say it? Well, earth, just, earthed up some old news? It's old news. <laughs> earthed up, yeah. Earthed dug up. up. Dug up. I think yeah, you had a little, yeah, you had a little Indybonics there, yeah, man. It's, it's It is old news, but I think the reason why it's, taking hold now for those who really didn't pay attention five or six years ago is because of the success of formula one. 
Bottom line, Liberty Media has wanted to buy the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the IndyCar Series for a long time now. They were never given the chance because Tony George basically handed everything to Roger Penske in an undisclosed meeting. You know, we all know how that went down, but never let Liberty Media have their shake at what their bid, put their bid on the table. And there's another private investment group of owners who also wanted to buy the track and the series. Neither one of those two groups got a chance. It was just given to Penske for whatever price he wanted to pay, which is very shocking. And now looking at the success that Liberty Media has had with the Formula One series, holy crap, what could they have done with IndyCar? Roger Penske, we love you. We absolutely do. You are the captain for a reason, but you have not been listening to people and it's been a shame ever since you've taken over the IndyCar series. We need marketing and promotions to change. We need you to listen to your racetracks and listen to your promoters a heck of a lot better because the way things have shaken out this season with TV ratings down and with attendance at almost every event down, yes, including the Indy 500, Things have got to change and they've got to change quickly. You got a clean house in your marketing and promotions department, and you've got to start thinking outside the box. The way things have been done in the past will not work moving forward. Changes must happen. The IndyCar series is the best racing product out there right now, and it's getting crap, crap for viewership. Wait People aren't seeing it. You just said some of our friends should be fired. <laughs> I did. And I'm sorry for that. However, when you're so accustomed to doing the same thing over and over again, but you're not getting increasingly better results, then you got to go. You got to get out of there or you got to start showing that you can do new ideas. At least give something a try. I am tired of IndyCar not growing. Let me ask one question for clarity here. You're saying that Liberty Media wanted to buy IndyCar mm -hmm. before they bought Formula One yes. or after they in, uh, bought Formula One? Before. There's been rumors that they've wanted to come in and buy from Penske. And he, if whether or not that's true, he's not selling to them. But this was pre-Penske buying the IndyCar series. Liberty Media had expressed an interest to Tony George. And, and it family. first came out in print. And if, Oh, yeah. This, was, this has been reported many years ago by the Indianapolis Business Journal by... I believe Auto Week and also Racer Magazine. It's out there. You can do the search. Anybody can do it. But now it resonates more because of the success that Liberty Media has had in elevating the Formula One series, especially in the U United States. So what could that now it's it's all the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. What could they have done with IndyCar? Blows my mind and saddens me, to be perfectly honest. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Going to let that breathe a little bit. You can email her at statmc at speedfreaks.tv. <laughs> no, I mean, get mad at me on social media, fine. But mm -hmm. we've talked to track owners. We've talked to track promoters. They are pissed. They cannot get a meeting with the heads, the, the, the main guys at IndyCar. And they've tried for months upon months upon months. IndyCar, I know you want to make your teams happy and you want to make the schedule go so that teams can jump from one Midwest city to the next Midwest city. But guess what that does? It completely saturates your fan base who doesn't want to go to Iowa and then Indianapolis and then Nashville and then St. Louis. That, that schedule doesn't work for fans. It might work for the teams. It doesn't work for fans. The one thing that continues to just be a glaring uh, fumble is this uh, insider docu-series that uh, everybody is doing. And it even last night on the telecast, 
they had an advertisement for uh, Carvana that's going that's doing a docu series for Jimmy Johnson uh, instead of one for the entire series. NASCAR th- all day today they were promoting a docu series that's going to mm-hmm. start on USA Network, uh, and the IndyCar is still him on around about whether or not to do one. It's proven mm-hmm. that people will buy into this. And you could sell Formula One uh, in the United States exactly. to people like Kenny, then mm-hmm. you could, you know, you should be IndyCar, should be out there beating the drum, say, hey, we're here. And we got, there's incredible personalities. Okay. Uh, Jesse Love coming up. Speed Freaks Pit Town, Lucas Hole Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV TV Plus to the MAV TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV TV and MAV TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24 7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. 22 years of doing this thing, rolling on general tires. And speaking of rolling, Jesse Love, your ARCA Series winner from Springfield, which you saw on Mav TV this afternoon, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And uh, look, Jesse, not a whole lot of ARCA dudes can hop on a freaking plane to go back home. And that's exactly where you are right now. That's pretty special, bud. Yeah, me and these cats are heading back home right now. We're uh, going back to North Carolina, so I uh, got a really happy plane right now. No better way to end the weekend with a win. So then with a win. So yeah, obviously had a great uh, JBL Toyota Camry today, and happy that uh, we could just dominate the whole race and uh, control the race is the biggest thing. Jesse Love rolling on those general tires at Springfield this afternoon on Mav TV. And Jesse, talk about the adjustments that you had to make in what 48 hours. And a lot of these drivers going from the tarmac to the dirt. Is it 180 degrees running on tarmac versus dirt for you? Yeah, a little bit, but I kind of grew up doing that. Um, a little bit of a hybrid, I guess you could say, like growing up running dirt, pavement, uh, road course, kind of everything. Everything except maybe drag racing is about the only thing I didn't do. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was definitely different. But um, no, I don't think we put a track bar wrench or a wedge wrench in once today. We didn't really make any changes. It was all just. Uh, what uh, the driver does with their throttle pedal and their and their steering input. So um, at a track like today, when it was constantly changing, um, mm -hmm. it was just up to obviously um, myself and all the other drivers to make a change kind of between the, you know, the two nameplates. So, um, yeah, we did a great job at that, not over adjusting up the brakes or doing anything like that, just kind of taking what came with the racetrack and uh, racing the racetrack was uh, the number one thing today. So clearly, Jesse, that's exactly where I wanted to go with you. Clearly, there was a lot riding on you with those changing conditions today, but you've got one of the most spectacular teams in all of ARCA racing. So you have that confidence built in when you get in the cockpit on this dirt track, knowing how the conditions are going to change. So how did you mentally get into this race and mentally change through the race as the track conditions changed? Man, it went from being hooked up, almost wide open, um, for 90% of the lap to... I mean, I'm talking I'm half a car length at the most of a grip strip kind of on the bottom that you're just trying to paint and just try to maintain as much, you know, racetrack or car in that, you know, hooked up moisture as you can. Because if you get out just a little bit, I mean, it's it was really slick. So um, it's all about just maintaining and racing the racetrack. And it's hard being a leader. I lost a midget race once to a day some person because I didn't uh, search around at all. And uh, I made sure today to kind of search around a little bit, um, especially in the yellow, figuring out what lines I could and couldn't run, just by buzzing the top, buzzing the middle, obviously buzzing the bottom. So um, the bottom, at a certain point, that was the clear-cut winner. In the beginning, I was able to run the, the middle, kind of the higher lane, and then at the end of the race, just paint the bottom and do not let the 15 get to the inside of me. This is obviously, uh, you know, Buddy's probably the best dirt driver in the country right now, so you're going up against, uh, you know, some really good. And I knew that Buddy was going to be hard to beat. And once I got more technical, we just started to drive away. I think we had probably a 10-second or 12-second lead on third place. So um, it's all about managing a race and managing a lead like that. And I think that uh, Buddy uh, did a great job. It's just, you know, hard to uh, to pass, you know, with the technique that I was, that I was using. I like how you said Buddy is arguably the best dirt track driver now. Can we pan down a little bit to see the T-shirt that you're wearing? Is it the same shirt you had on? Yes, it is. Yeah. Steve Kinzer. And check out the autograph. You're even yeah, wearing an autograph Steve Kinzer shirt. That is a boss move because I do think of him as one of the all-time best drivers ever. Yeah, obviously, as far as wing sprint car racing goes, um, yes. he's one of, if not the best. So, 
uh, I got the shirt for free from, uh, I think it was B Blaze uh, Vintage, and um, he sent a bunch of stuff, and I wanted to wear it. So I figured, you know, obviously getting the right uh, mental state for the day, it was either that or I think I had a Danny Smith shirt, too, that I was thinking about wearing. But I figure more people know who Steve Kinzer is. But, um, no, it was obviously a cool, cool choice of shirt today. Just kind of walking in, having a lot of fun at the racetrack, and um, sometimes having fun is, is what sets you apart from everybody else. Yes. Was that Steve Kinzer's shirt? Was that under your driving suit? Did you wear that to the victory? So, so I almost wore the shirt under my fire suit, but I thought better of it uh, right right before the race. So um, there's a little bit of, of sponsor conflicts, too, with what Steve used to run. And uh, that also played into it, but uh, I figured I should I'll probably wear it to the racetrack. It'd be cool. <laughs> and you keep so talking about a, a drive your driver foot. Was it your driver foot, or uh, did your team have some notes to set the car up? Because you were you were you you controlled the field with every restart. Yeah, I definitely had the best car today. We, me and Buddy Kofoy, were by far the best race cars, and. Uh, BMS brings by far the best uh, dirt cars to these road or to these dirt track races. So um, my car was really good. I loved it. Uh, it obviously wasn't handling because the racetrack was so messed up. Um, but compared to everybody else, thing handled like a Cadillac. So um, man, what a what a great uh, way to go about it. And obviously a little bit of both. Obviously the car was really good, and Buddy and I both did a good job at uh, at keeping the thing you know loose and on top of the racetrack and not getting tight and. Uh, obviously, just driving as hard as we could. That was the only way to do it. Jesse Love controlled the Springfield Mile uh, for the win. There was an accident at the end of the race. Uh, I did Do we know what uh, the status of the drivers? Yeah, I'm not sure about um, the other driver, but I know that Buddy's all right. Um, actually, when I got to the front stretch to do my victory lane interview, um, I got out of the car real quick before everybody got there just to go check on Buddy. Um, Buddy was my hero growing up, running uh, dirt racing in California. Um, he was kind of the man to beat when he was 14 years old. It's hard to believe. But, um, yeah, I never want to see um, a friend, but also somebody that I really look up to get hurt. So um, I was definitely a little bit nervous there after the race for a little bit until I saw him, you know, obviously with my own eyes. I've seen him wreck some pretty gnarly stuff in front of me before in the midget. But that was probably the hardest track I've ever, uh, hardest look I've ever seen anybody take in my life in person. Jesse Love rolling on those general tires, Springfield Mild. You saw the race on Mav TV. The backstretch from the Wait, Mav Kenny, real quick, just to follow up on that. Yeah. According to ARCA, both drivers did walk away, just Got so it. we can put a ribbon on, on okay. that story. Yeah. Yes. From the Mav t TV perspective, it looked like you guys couldn't see 10 feet in front of oh, you at yeah. one time. Was it that in the car? Was it? Yeah, so um, part of managing a race like that is obviously clean air is huge. So trying to do my best to, to keep Buddy in my wake, in my dirty air. And then down the straightaway, he would try to poke out a line to be able to see. And I would do my best to follow him. However he was going, I was going to go by watching my mirror. My, my spotter, Lloyd Garner, did a great job as well at letting me know where he was running. So, um, yeah, when I got behind lap cars at the end there, I had an eight-car length lead. And I had not seen dust all day until those lap cars were there. And I literally could not see the entrance of the corner at all. Like I was just going off of, there were these, there were these guys that were on top of their hauler. I mean, obviously drinking a lot of beer and they were throwing their hands up every time we came by. So I could see them, 
And uh, whenever time I would kind of see them, then I would lift because I knew that was kind of my entry point. And uh, other than that, you couldn't see anything. It was it was crazy. And I couldn't imagine what Buddy was seeing. So um, that was uh, definitely wicked. But, uh, you know, our Jiggle Toyota Camry was obviously good enough to, uh, to stay out front. And I was able just to kind of wrap the bottom and, and like I said, keep them in my wake. I've got to say those general tire grabbers had to be pretty damn good in order to get you through this race. Yeah, they were good. It's uh, it's always remarkable how much grip uh, we actually have on these dirt track races with how slick it gets. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy. It always kind of mind boggles me how much uh, actually traction we do have. So hmm. hats off to general, to general Tire for obviously bringing a, a great tire to the racetrack and um, never had an issue with them. So my uh, tires were really good after the break. We a lot of call. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Had a phone All call good. Hey, you're getting ready to leave real quick. You're yes. hammering that coke, brother. <laughs> yeah. Thirsty. North Carolina. You got to see everything else I got. What else you got? I got, got a burger. I got a Five Guys burger waiting on me, too. Ooh. Me and my friend Monitor are going to play some Pokemon. Or not Pokemon. What's it called? Mario Kart in a bit. 200 cc Mario Kart. It's hard to rip. It's hard. So is it gonna... true? Is oh, it true wow. that Billy Venturini is going to be serving uh, fresh refreshments on this? Hey, Billy. Oh, hey. He wants to know if you're going to be serving refreshments on this plane. He has a Mickey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. boy. That's greatness. Well, buddy, thanks for taking time out. But be sure to tell your buddy Dustin right next to you. Thank you for uh, logging. Hey, Dustin. Is that Dustin? Is that Dustin? Yeah, that's what says hi. All right, there you go. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, congratulations, buddy. See y'all. Thank you, guys. You got it. Thanks, Jesse. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really That cool. is greatness. <laughs> I mean, that race today truly gave meaning to, what's the phrase? Eat my dust. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all it was. That's all it was, except for him leading the field. It, but, and Stat, you heard him talking about the the dust, that he couldn't see 10 feet in front of him. He was using the, the drunk guys in turn three to you know, know when to break, We're how right deep he here. could go. Uh, my goodness, man. Um, that's You got to have a lot of faith in, in those guys around you. I had a driver once tell me they used to have an overpass going on the backstretch at Riverside. And in the Trans Am race there, he had it figured out that if he went right under this track, under this bridge at a certain place, he could uh, become very familiar with the lady that was standing there. <laughs> oh, me. Was she wearing a skirt? Yeah. Got it. Understood. Yep. <laughs> uh, I know that drivers have eyes out of the back of their head, but being able to see something on a bridge at 180 miles an hour, that's oh, pretty come special. On. That's their reality, though, well, is being able to see things quickly. Yeah, for yeah. the 160. Uh, at that time in the racing history, it's like mm -hmm. us at 75. You know, they, they know what's going on. Uh, and you've seen guys go through the corkscrew and turn around and look and wave. And, you know, so they really know what's going on. And uh, he was very uh, descriptive of uh, the young lady. I think it was a point in the cup race today when Chase Elliott passed Michael McDowell. It was in the final stage. And they were so focused on his in-car and you could just see his eyes and how active he was in the mirrors out front, in the mirrors out front. And that was that was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. the way a driver can process things at such speeds is phenomenal, but it is part of their craft. I mean, they've 
that's what they're trained to do. Yeah, I had I had uh, Gary Dincham once tell me that uh, he driving a funny car, the front end got so light that he had to steer against the brake in the grandstand because the crosswind was would affect the way, the way the car went. That's how much they're concentrating. At 300 miles an hour, they're, they're able to steer the car that little bit to keep it from being blown off the track. So they, they race car drivers think about different things when they wake up in the morning than the rest of us do. I know we talked about it in the first hour, but the plethora of racing over the last, what, 24, 48 hours in different elements, different tracks. I mean, that's it. That's a motorsports fan's dream to have rain, mud, dirt, uh, ovals, road courses, uh, drag racing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, watching the cup race at the beginning when they had to decide on the wet track and the wet tires and when to go to slicks. I was really excited about watching it, but once it got the track got dry and everybody went to slicks and the usual suspects went to the front of the line, you know, it just became another NASCAR race as opposed to a motor race. Well, look, I'll take a NASCAR race when you're turning left and right and there's and you're you've got to go through a freaking bus stop any damn time over a two two mile oval. Yeah, when the track is wet and you gotta you gotta drive the car as opposed to mm-hmm. just put your foot on the floor and hold on. So, uh, yeah, I know I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was, it was a good race until, until it became a NASCAR race. Yeah. And and we're no professional drivers, but the elements, when they change so drastically, you've, you're, you're laying it out there in the water. Uh, heard Joseph Newgarden talking about from the rain delay to when he put that nitro methane in his car went from seventh to first in about six seconds. (laughs) Uh, the changing conditions. It was Wall Trip jet fuel. Come on, get yeah, it right. Yeah. From the changing conditions for drivers, that's just another thing that I'll never understand on how they can make those adjustments and still run at the front, the, the front runners. Yeah, but that again, drivers think about different stuff. And that I saw the MotoGP guys go through the course crew at Laguna Seca once. And they went through with a, a relative speed, but one of the the uh, riders turned around on his bike and was having a conversation with someone following him. It was you, you look at that and you say, "How? You know, it's all I could do when I was riding just to hold on and and you know fear sometimes." But yeah, I mean, these guys are so. And uh, Valentino Rossi had a. a <laughs> A thing. Remember that crash when he would come out of the pits, he would stand up on the pegs and adjust his uh, leathers and get everything sorted out. Then he'd sit down and bam, he'd nail everybody mm-hmm. on the track. Yeah, it's wow. It's a whole nother way of living. Yeah, yeah. You see those billboards about don't text and drive. Are you kidding me? Don't adjust your leathers and drive. Yeah, these guys, <laughs> these guys are writing letters and. Coming up with thesis at 200 miles an hour on two wheels, four wheels, and, and they're hammering us for texting and driving? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, the crew chief is talking to him. Hey, how do you get it? Well, I got a hit of it. And he's going 200 miles an hour holding an intelligent conversation with the crew chief when they wants to pit, what kind of tires to put on the car, and whether or not he can catch the guy in front of it. It's crazy. 
Freak Nation's been another fantastic show. Did you miss any of it? Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv, or you can watch it uh, on YouTube, Facebook Live. It's all up there for you to see our shiny faces. It's been a great show, Freak Nation. We'll do it every Sunday night. Shoot the juice to the moose to Statman. Let it loose. Rip. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.